Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle. Episode 495 is a full episode interview with the top tier male talent, the handsome Danny Steele. Warning, this show is only for adults who like sex. Does your dick hang low? Does it dangle to and fro? Can you tie it in a knot? Can you tie it in a bow? (laughs) Don't worry. Dick will be coming. Welcome to the Covert Nation. Here he is. Dick Jangle. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 495 of Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle. Welcome to the Pervert Nation. I am your host, Dick Dangle, and I hope that this episode and message finds everybody doing well, living their best life, and getting out there and having as much fun and quality time as you could possibly pack into a day. As you can tell, I am flying solo for this episode because I have an incredible full episode interview with the handsome and debonair Danny Steele. Thank you very much to him for being on the show. I was introduced to him through somebody that you will hear in the episode very briefly, kind of a surprise. I don't want to give it away. And they said, you know what? I think he would be a great interview guest for your show. So I decided, hey, why not? I trust their judgment. They are quality people. Let's bring Danny on. And they couldn't have been more on point with that because I have been very lucky that when it comes to the male performers that I've interviewed on this show, all of them are fun and articulate and personable and very open about who they are and what they do. And Danny Steele is no different. And in talking to him, I have found myself just being motivated. He just has this radiance about him as a person. And there were a lot of things that in the way he would answer some of my questions and in the conversation that we had where I'm like, oh, I feel exactly the same way you do about the subject or about the topic we were going into. And I love it when that happens because the industry needs more quality male performers that male viewers and even female viewers can get behind as a viewer and know that these are good, respected people in the industry. We talk about so many different things and go off on so many different tangents. Like I said, we are uh, briefly joined by somebody during the interview on his end and it was a lot of fun to say hello and I know it's going to be a fun surprise for a lot of the listeners but we cover so many different aspects of his life from what he does away from the industry what he does in the industry the impact he's hoping to have on the industry I really really enjoyed it and I know that His star is going to shine very, very brightly for a very long time. I love quality people, and Danny Steele is that. And I know that you, the fine listeners in Pervert Nation, are going to hear that just like I did, and I know you're going to enjoy this interview. So please, everybody, enjoy my interview with Danny Steele. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please take care of yourselves and the people around you. Pay for your porn and support amazing content creators like Danny Steele and all of the people that you have heard on this show over the years. Find something that truly feeds your soul and do it as often as you possibly can. And of course, dangle on. (laughs) 
in a few short years, my guest has already established himself as a go-to talent in the adult industry. With his on-screen presence, his reputation and work ethic, and his talent and abilities, they have made him a fan favorite on set and off. This award-nominated talent has worked for Naughty America, Evil Angel, Reality Kings, Hussy Pass, Bang Bros, and so many more, delivering quality work every time. Ladies and gentlemen, this man's future is so bright, you're gonna need shades. It is the handsome Danny Steele. How are you doing, sir? Wow. Uh, first off, let me give you some applause for that intro. Wow. Thank you. I'm a big podcast listener, and that was smooth. That was butter. I love that. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the Are You Garbage podcast, and uh, oh, yes. H. Foley does their intro, and he is like, he kicks it back to the guy behind the curtain. I love it. But uh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, awesome to be here. Yeah. I would like to be famous enough to be on that show because I am so garbage <laughs> that they would have Man. so much fun with me. We can get into my my roots a little bit, I'm sure, but uh, I was from a, like a farm community in the Midwest, so some of their like, "Did you have milk with dinner and stuff?" I'm just like, "What? That's not garbage. That's wholesome." <laughs> right. And it's like, but I, and I'm like, wait, no, that's pretty garbage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'll share this with you, even though this interview is about you. Um, I came from such a poor upbringing that when I was in, I want to say eighth or ninth grade, I needed new shoes for high school my old shoes were done but we didn't have the cash to get them so i spray painted my shoes white so oh i was gonna say lost and found bucket which i've done for a sweatshirt here and there oh okay there you go but yeah yeah. so for like three days my shoes smelled like spray paint oh man i mean you get some of the grass stains off it's 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 a quick it's not a permanent fix but it'll get the job done yeah (laughs) (laughs) so Before we actually get started with this conversation, can you please tell the listeners where they could find you online and on social media? Of course. So most of my sites, so you're going to find me on Twitter, OnlyFans, Chatterbait, uh, as Danny Steele XXX. Uh, Instagram is X, Danny Steele X. Um, And then all of my main communication is done on Twitter and my OnlyFans is that's pretty much it. Uh, Alex is helping me with my links. So again, it's allmylinks.com forward slash Danny Steele. And again, that has almost everything I'm affiliated with, including my Amazon wish list and all, all those things. Fantastic. Now, for the listeners who may not know, who is this Alex that you are talking about? And we will probably <laughs> at some point bring up later on in the show. Well, anybody who's worked with me or anybody in my personal life, uh, literally, she comes up in almost every other sentence, uh, almost to the point where some directors and co-stars have been like, uh, we already know what's going on with her. We haven't even seen her in about a month because we are working with you. Uh, So Alex Cole, uh, that is my significant other. We've been together for a little over a year and a half now. We live together. Uh, She's downstairs on Chatterbait. So if anybody's fans of hers, you're probably watching her right now, too. Excellent. (laughs) I will hop on the Chatterbait feed while I interview you. I hope you're not upset by that. No, throw some nickels. It's yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> that would be really weird now that I think about it. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> no, it's funny. We've because uh, she's taught me a lot about Alex has taught me a lot about the camming world, which again in our industry, um, you want to be able to make your own brand and have fun with what you're doing to actually like work. And like camming is something where I can be my own person, I can talk, and again in my scenes, you don't really get to hear my voice or see my face a lot of times because uh 30 to 40 in the face, 20 in the body. So I get a lot of POV or VR stuff, um, which is fine. I'm fine with it. Love to work. Um, but again, with back to the camming, like uh, I've been on cam in the gym that we have here. And all of a sudden I see her log on and then like she's I know she's watching my cam. So we have a little we have fun with each other. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. And I'm <laughs> sure because like, we're going to get into you becoming an adult performer. But when it comes to camming, that is a completely different animal how do you handle kind of the ride of viewers coming in and you know starting things and then maybe stopping or slowing down because when it comes to shooting there is that starting and stopping depending on the style of scene but with a cam it's totally different yes and that's the big thing is where i've seen it firsthand with her as well but uh, i had friends that were you know in social media and things like that and again listening to podcasts it's uh it's consistency. Like you, 
I'm lucky enough to be able to have trickle down like fans and viewers because she has such a large view viewing on that camming. But for me, not having anywhere to start, starting from the bottom, I don't have any uh, followers from like a large Instagram following before porn. So I'm building from scratch and it is like grinding. I'm talking 10, $15 possibly in a three hours show. Uh, but then sometimes you'll be like a couple hundred. Next thing you know, you're making your studio rate sitting in your living room. Um, it's all about just, it's going to be a grind, but just like, uh, Tom Segura does a podcast with his wife and they've been doing it for like 11 years. And he's like the first five years garbage. And he's like, we just stuck with it. And now they get to live their life the way they want. So the biggest thing I can tell people with that is like, just do something that you enjoy doing. If you're grinding and hating it every day, then you gotta, something's gotta be switched around. You know, I love your mom's house. Absolutely <laughs> love that show. <laughs> They're so good with each other too. Their their uh, dark humor bounces perfectly off one another. Yeah, their dynamic is perfect for podcasting. I actually, it's nice to see like the speaking of like sticking it out in the evolution, seeing them going from like different studios onto like where they are now, and it really is a testament to anybody out there who's starting their own content. Like, find something you love, whether it be like me used to be personal training or you know porn or. Uh, the adult industry, dancing, whatever it may be, and just like do what you like and then find ways to monetize that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Now, one of the truly difficult occupations on this planet is being a consistent and reliable male talent in the adult industry. What made you decide to take the leap into adult work and what made when you did it the right time to do so? Um, I'll be the first one to say like I it kind of found me the industry in a way I have been in the fitness industry or athletics my whole life um my degrees in kinesiology which is basically a fancy word for exercise science um and I had moved to Arizona at the beginning of 2020 I was working in a factory in 2019 didn't really watch the news um I knew there was an election happening sometime Game of Thrones sucked the last season so I I moved to Arizona in the middle of uh or in the beginning of March, like March 3rd. And I'm moving in with a, a bodybuilder. We're going we're gonna to get me ready. We're going to go pro and I'm going to be a personal trainer online and make my own name and fitness and get my own supplement brand or something stupid, right? Two weeks after moving, the gym closed down that I was going to work at. I couldn't buy food. I couldn't train. So whatever, seven months later, it goes by and like I'm kind of living off my savings. I'm doing DoorDash and I'm on, I'm single, you know, moved out there by myself. I'm on Tinder. I'm floating around. I'm like, that's that's a porn star. This isn't real. I'm like, okay. Like, oh, we matched. I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, okay. This is probably some person in their basement just screwing with me. Let's let's have some fun with this. Oh, you want to meet me for a drink? Sure, let's meet for a drink. So I meet this porn star in Arizona for a drink, and lo and behold, she comes walking in with her mask on. You know, it's COVID times. This was the right about 2021, like I think it's the November 2020. So the restaurants were very soft open. Like they had um blocks between every two seats so you couldn't sit i don't know if you remember that arizona was a gentle area when it came to the covid they had a, an opening and a closing and then a closing again and blah 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 so we end up hanging out we hit it off like and i don't talk about the industry to her kind of like you you get to see like i want to know who you really are not that you fuck on camera um and she's like oh my god he doesn't want to talk about porn and like this is how i grew up i was a bartender so i like talking to people so we end up going back to her house. We don't really fool around or anything. We hang out again. We end up having sex, and which takes me to her bedroom. And I see there's like ring cameras and tripods. And, and I'm like, there was nothing on. I didn't see any red lights, so nothing to worry about. Um, but on the way out, I made some stupid joke. We were comfortable at this time. And I'm like, ah, when are you going to put me on your website? And she's like, well, you're pretty good at, at the sex. <laughs> so like, would you want to film a video? I'm like, this, what? what? It, I didn't have an OnlyFans at this point. I was a blue collar worker, helped her film a couple of videos. She said they sold well. And she's sitting there listening to me bitch about not having a job. He's like, why don't you call these agents? Called a few agents, shits and giggles. They asked for photos and pictures. Two months later, I signed with Hussy Models and started porn. So COVID, I, was, I really wanted to keep going with my degree because even to this day, I'm still paying student loans that I'm, I'm not using my degree, um, except for how I look. But, yeah. So that kind of, th I was thrust into it, if you will. And we will get into your athletic background in a little bit. Be it in or away from scenes, what were some of the things that you had to work on when you came into the industry that you didn't expect? Like for me, like seeing myself as a sexy person in photographs, like I don't have that sexy 
face. <laughs> it's just kind of not my persona. What were some of the things where you're like, I think I kind of need to work on that. Um, so as a kid, I was always very shy. Like I was in, I would say introvert, but I had to be kind of an extrovert with my job and like sports and stuff and whatnot. So I kind of got used to being around people. So I was really good with crowds, really good with meeting new people. And I didn't really understand what that dynamic would be uh, on a scene. So my first scene, I, I pull up and it's the director, a PA, my agent who I just met that day, his friend who was there, uh, the female town I was working with, and like a, like a gaff person that was like working like like on the side. And they're like, all right, get naked, like have sex, like in front of all these people. So like performance anxiety was something that I, I suffered with a lot. Like even now, like I, I was in the sun today, but like I get flushed when I'm like either in the interviews or whatever it is. It's just kind of like a, a response that my physiological response my body has. But I feel comfortable. And that's the thing. So, I mean, I luckily enough, like – I'm very healthy. My blood pressure is great. So like erections, I've never had an issue. Let's knock on wood again, just to be safe. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's one where like, I also am very, I've always been very horny. Like, so like the two things that they tell you is, or I'd say really three, it's like, come when you're supposed to come as a male porn star, stay erect and like, kind of just be professional. And like that bar is super low, like being professional. Cause like I, I'd rather be seen and not heard sometimes. And a lot of times male talents are perfect at that. Right. Um, and then when I do have lines, I make it easy for my co-star to work with me. And again, making your co making it easier for your co-star as a male talent too, is making sure they don't need to fluff unnecessarily and help you get hard and stay hard, come be professional. Mm. And supposedly like I check those three boxes pretty well. And that, I, I mean, it's easy. <laughs> <laughs> Which, Looking back on it, it has to be great because I would think that for most men, being professional, okay, staying hard, okay, but when they're like, okay, you have about 30 seconds and you got to finish, I would believe most men were like, uh, all right, that's where – that's the one thing. Two out of three ain't bad. You know, That's the one thing I can't pull off. Being like I was managing a college bar for a while too. So like I've always had the idea that like word of mouth is better. Like your reputation is kind of like your resume, word of mouth. So like if I hooked up with like a local sorority girl that came to my bar and like I wanted to make sure that I wasn't just getting – I wasn't getting off. Like I'm going to have good fun no matter what. But if she has a good time, she's going to tell everybody. So I was already used to like if I felt like I was going to come, I pulled out. Like I knew, learned that as a young age. So that was something in porn where same thing. So like, I am like, I am building my cup to the point where it's like, all right, time to pop. And I'm like, thank God. <laughs> so like almost every, all the directors will tell you too. They barely wait a minute for me. Cause I'm like, I want to come like probably within the first at right after blow job. I'm like, like I could, I could pop now if I, if you, so like there's little tricks that pull out, change position, like eat the pussy. Mm -hmm. And that'll save your life because, like, just keeping, like, stimulation on the dick, like, ugh. I almost ended a lot of scenes quick. <laughs> <laughs> and I will agree, and I think that needs to be a T-shirt, eating pussy will save your life. Oh, yeah. yeah. And again, Alex, like, she's been in the industry for eight years, so even being able to eat a pussy while it looks good on camera, too, is kind of a talent because you're basically putting your cheek on the thigh. So, like, having a female that wants to have her pussy eaten well is just, like, a guy that wants his dick sucked well, you know? It's like, she, she's going to learn how to suck a good dick. And 18 months with her, I can eat a hell, one hell of a pussy, I think. <laughs> <laughs> now, beyond Alex, were there people that helped you when you started getting comfortable in front of the camera with either pieces of advice or maybe just how to be a professional adult performer? Um, You know... I've always, I've, I was raised by females. So I always feel like I connect really well with like my female co-star. Like it's a, like we're there just to get through the day. Let's make it easy as possible. So I like to have like a friend connection and then like the physical connection. Uh, I mean, I'm lucky enough to be somewhat easy on the eyes. So that helps a little bit too, you know, like I have the bodybuilder look. Um, so that's the big thing that I've noticed with like some of the people is like, listen to the people that have been there before you. Like, what do they don't like? What have they heard on set? Um, and as a male talent, I think it's different than a female to where if we're going to get hired by the directors of the studios, like there's certain criteria that we have to meet. Like if we're making their day three hours instead of one hour, they might not want to book us when they have to do a double. 
you know? So I learned how to make things easy on everybody. Cause if you make things easy on the day, you might not have the most clicks or the most followers or the most fans, but like they love working with you. Like you make their day easy. It doesn't feel like work. You know, there might be a guy that's an amazing performer, but he's, you know, kind of hard to work with, you know? So. Are there tricks to becoming comfortable in front of the camera besides don't look at the camera because sometimes the camera is literally on top of you and you have to look at it. Like what were some of the tricks that you did to just be able to focus on the scene at hand? See, that's still another one that I, I almost have an issue with like uh, almost hearing myself talk or like looking at myself. So the biggest thing that I, I think that helped me was understanding that that lens and that light and that bright light looking at you on the other end of that, is a fan is someone viewing that so it's like keeping that in mind it's like yeah the lights are daunting and that big camera is kind of intimidating but think about the fan and that's again i learned that from the camming to where like it's not a computer with a little light that's could be a thousand people you know like and just like you you're you've really great i don't know how your setup is but you have great eye contact with the interview so that's the same thing where like you have that that feel and just like on POV, like if I'm working, let's hypothetically say I'm working with you and you're a lovely female co-star. So I have my POV camera. I don't want to be looking at the lens the whole time because that takes me away of the intimacy with you as a, my female co-star. Right. So the camera is here and you might be, she might be watching that, but I'm watching her eyes, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's another thing that I feel like the, it, it helps with realizing that lens is a set of eyeballs trying to enjoy you. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that a lot. Along the same lines, are there tricks to developing chemistry quickly with someone that you're shooting with and possibly meeting for the first time? Because it's different having that, you know, you meet them and you kind of click on a personal level, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to click on a sexual level. No, that's hard sometimes, too, because uh, I'm I'm relatively new and I just got to the West Coast. So I'm working with new talents on the West Coast that are very established or some of them think they are (laughs) and like (laughs) i have always said and i've always been somebody i mean i i used to be 220 pounds like i'm like i'm under six foot so i'm not too intimidating but keep those walls down like like all the time like i am not walking on set puffing my chest out like hey how you doing like voices are low you have a higher inflection with your voice there's there's ways like uh psychological ways to like talk to people that that help them feel comfortable and like some guys are gruff and kind of intimidating and like that's not going to help a girl that's made she might be her 10th scene you know like you want to make sure that she's feeling good like i ask about them you know like hey how's it going like and if they kind of have a vibe where they don't want to chit chat like you know that's, that's fine like i'm just gonna chill eyebrows stay up here they don't stay down there right. <laughs> So you're saying, because I've witnessed it myself at conventions, the people that think they may be established talent saying something, oh, I don't know, along the lines of, do you know who I am and you don't know who they are? (laughs) Okay, so I will never dime somebody out because it got to the situation to where midway through the scene, we took a water break and I got an apology. And it was because I we walked in, I walked into set. And I'll just, I'll say this specifically. Hey, how's it going? Like, it's really nice to meet you. Just looking at Didn't look phone. up. Wow. Didn't even look up from the phone. And I just like, I was like, and I looked at the director and I looked at the PA and I was like, got dressed, got ready. I had a few lines. They had a few lines. We got through the scene. It was really good. Like the first 10 minutes, like I could tell that like the, the, the camera is going to love what there was happening. Like the fans are going to love it. You guys are going to love seeing it. And we took a break. And the person was like, you know, hey, I got to say, like, I didn't really know you. I didn't know if this was going to be a hard day. I, I apologize for that. And I'm like, I'm like, no, no, I understand completely. I mean, like, I'm, I'm happy that I'm someone who doesn't let that affect my performance because it might have been a harder day altogether because I might have been a little, you know, not mentally here. Right. Um, and that's another thing. Like, I guess I talked to Alex and a few other people about that same thing. Is I, I played baseball for like 15 years. Like, so if I had four at bats that game and I struck out those first two and I let that fuck up my second or my third and fourth bat, I, I fucked up. 
You know and, uh, I mean? All that means is you could play for the Pittsburgh Pirates, but please go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I try to tell people, like, too, is, like, if the guys who bat 400 in baseball are amazing, right, that means 40% of the time they did well, 60% of the time they fucked up. So another thing I tell people is, like, you might have a little misstep in the beginning or the, the end or the middle, but, like, you still got to perform. You have to pop. You have to stay hard. Keep your head in the game. Don't let it affect you, you know? One of the things that I'm sure of that has helped you in the industry is your fitness regimen and lifestyle. It seems like fitness and sports has been a part of your life, but were you surprised at how physicality has helped you with some of the scenes that you have shot? Because I don't think a lot of people realize what it takes to shoot certain scenes within the industry. There has been a few scenes where I've had to be all right, let me just say, first off, kind of no. Like, my body type and my training was more like powerlifting, football. And, like, I'll admit, I've, I purposely shed off since I started almost 40 pounds of muscle. Wow. Um, because I want to be more lean and athletic and endurance. Like, so, you know, like sprinters and football players, big, bulky, they look great. And I love how that looks. And I'm sure a lot of fans do too. But that's not always going to be what. Um, is going to help me facilitate and work through a scene. You know, um, if I'm sitting there sweating and dripping and, you know, so like, I think endurance is great. Like being more lean is far more advantageous than having that like bulky solid muscle, you know? So like personally me, like I've always been, been more of a short distance guy. So like I was a sprinter, I was like uh, at baseball. So 90 feet. And then like, I was gassed. So I'm kind of the guy now where it's like position two, like we're in AZ or we're in Florida. We hit, we have to turn the air conditioners off because they're loud, right? It gets a little above 75 in there. I'm dripping on that poor lady. I got to get a towel. So like over the last two years, I've 100% tried like being more Johnny Sins, like be lean that like, you know, marathon style. Yeah. And I'm sure, like you said, you know, you, when you see yourself lean, you're like, that's really good. But when you're used to seeing yourself, carrying so much muscle mass you're like ah oh, damn i missed that <laughs> you know it took me about six months and then when my scenes started coming out and you see what it looks like on a professional camera because i was i had my um i was in the npc so national physique committee and i was getting close to the ifbb and i always did the board shorts division the like men's physique division okay. so i always saw myself with pants on and i was like all right big triangle shape once i was naked i looked like a puffed up marshmallow i almost <laughs> like i and like now that I've lost that weight, I still have the wide shoulders, but I got that little tapered waist. Like all my friends from back home are like, ah, you're skinny and scrawny. I'm 190 pounds at like 5'10", and like I'm probably at like 10% body fat. So the average man, like I look great. The average porn star, I look great. And like, eh, fuck it. I feel good, and I can fuck for a good amount of time, yeah. and I'm not sweating on these poor girls anymore. <laughs> now – the modern adult industry talent pool comes with so many different body types and depending on your body type, certain positions can be difficult. And you recently had a naughty America scene come out with the lovely Rocky Emerson who <laughs> is like six, three, six, four. I love that woman. Um, what do the challenges of working with either someone really short or really tall present? Wow. So you nailed it. I, I had a feeling you're going to ask me about that one. That one just came out too. And some of the screen grabs look really, really good. Yeah. You good? Thank you, babe. Do you want to say hi? You, hi. you, you better <laughs> hop in on this. Come here. Damn it. You better. You grab my pizza real quick. For hi, me. this is what I got the pizza in. Ooh, fancy. <laughs> it's a jacket. He was very happy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sure he was. I saw him out there. I the dressed this. I was giving him the tip. I was like, okay, first, this is for you. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I dress the same way when I get the pizza guy stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, just, you know. <laughs> so, actually, while you are on, I, not to take away from you, Fine. Oh, no, no, not at all. So, how has his approach to fitness helped you uh it really has because i've been eating better and i've been like doing like i drink greens in the morning now um i haven't started exercising yet but uh we're we're getting there i think <laughs> next knows, month will be the start of that <laughs> i am 36 and i am an intuitive eater and that's something i always taught my clients when i used to train and that's one thing where like i just got a pizza for tonight but like 
80% of what, 80% of what we do, like we, we eat very, you know, we need to make sure, yeah, intuitively, like we need enough protein for the day, like making sure that we're like not overindulging in certain carbohydrates and like very, a lot of greens, fruits. And that's something that I, she's always kind of had, but now I'm getting it kind of, you know, the resistance training and like cardiovascular training because she's doing camming and standing up and dancing and like always on her feet, like very active. You know what I mean? So that always helps too. It's like, especially as you're getting older, it's not about like, I need to go pick up this 30 pound piece of metal. It's like, you know, gardening or dancing or like, I was washing my fucking car today, sweating like crazy. So like, even that's good, you know? So back to the question of dealing with different uh, oh, body cracking. types, but, but definitely different heights. Yes. Um, Alex and I luckily match up perfectly height-wise, but Rocky, we had never worked together. And we finally – we had met once or twice, and I've seen her do her aerial stuff, which is amazing. She's a, a crazy athlete. So we were, like, chilling and hanging, like, just kind of before the scene, like, just talking. And, like, we were, like, kind of thinking about, like, positioning and whatnot. Uh, so we got to be on the floor. So that's one thing where, like – vertical is you're going to be one of your best friends for somebody with like height advantages like that. But we were in a bathroom. So a lot of, a couple of the positions were standing and like, that is not always bad. So let's say the countertop, I'm a little shorter and it was a taller countertop, but if she's on missionary and I'm standing and if it was a little bit lower, it would have been perfect. But my dick also kind of slopes up. So I was on my tippy toes with my upsloped dick, like trying to like, on my calves, just slowly thrusting, but then uh, front ride and reverse ride was perfect. Okay. Um, and then she, doggy, I I want to watch the video, but this she did everything possible to bend her knees to bring down her vagina so doggy would work, and just still try to make it look sexy. But at one point, I'm like, hey, let's just let's just let's change this because I felt like she was just putting her body and like contorting herself. Right. No, but she's she's a really fun person to work with. She keeps a good energy the whole time. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Even though you haven't been in the industry very long, I'm sure you've had to manage burnout. How do you deal with fatigue and burnout when you are your product and not working can be a difficult decision? Um, that's one thing, too, where, I, again, being a little older, and like, I, I like my peace, in a sense. And, like, if you're traveling, like, to L.A. and Vegas and Florida and you're bouncing all around, uh, just like a lot of people, they have, like, two months on and one month off. Uh, I didn't think that was really feasible for me. So I do the first like 10 days of the month is kind of, kind of sort of for me. Um, doctor's appointments, dentist appointments, uh, like I'm bringing my car in to get looked at and like, just making sure that I can like keep those promises to myself to like live a normal life. And like every week, like I might work through three to five days and whether it be content or scenes the, like and i you have to lock in because your call time might be 10 a.m your call time might be 10 p.m mm. you could be on set for six hours you could be on set for 16 kind of always just like i told my clients when i was personal training like if you have to be have a commute to chicago and back like i have a cooler that sits by my car and if i don't know if i'm going to be home i pack like three or four meals and just kind of like doing your best just to like plan ahead this is the biggest thing I felt like I took a left turn on that question, but uh, we got. <laughs> no, no, we're good. So, what's a better day for you on set, doing the serious or more intense roles, or the more silly, fun roles? Both are great, honestly. Um, it's all about the the crew that you're working with and the people that are like on the team for the day. Because uh, me and Alex did a like with Isaiah Maxwell, Anna Claire Clouds, Alex Jones, Nicole Doshi did this like Adam and Eve, like 39 page, uh, feature. Um, and I had never been on a set like that. And I was, it was nice. Cause you like three people are on like a scene and then you got like six of us that are screwing around is kind of like having fun. And like, it feels like a real movie set. Um, and there's the days where like I had my first threesome way back in 2021, uh, was for, uh, touch my wife, uh, Levi with productions or whatever down in, um, Florida showed up at 4 PM. I was in my car, check in hand at five, like 25 PM. And I was like, 
if this is every day of the week, this is great. And then like a week later, I was on set for like 13 hours. I'm like, yeah. Uh, That's the thing with burnout. Like you might have 20 scenes that month of like 10 hour days. So like just make, make sure that you're like keeping those little promises to where it's like, like, you know that you have a meal waiting for you. You know that you're going to be able to have, like, your bed to sleep in. Because I hate hotels, too. So I will drive to and from L.A., from Vegas, just to sleep in my bed. Yeah. Well, I feel you on that one. I've asked this question of other performers, and I'm always interested in the answer. Do you have a routine that helps you get into a proper headspace for a scene, especially if the mood of the scene is a little bit more intense or serious? Uh, that's that's one where i need to be better about that like i like to uh, it's kind of almost like i'm sacrificing my own self to make sure the scene goes well like i want to make sure i'm everybody else is in good energy and i'll just like make sure i can get through (laughs) like i like i'll i'll sacrifice myself to make sure so if i feel like somebody's down or whatever like you need a water what do you need like oh i'll help you move a light i'm butt naked moving a table the other day on set because like (laughs) Like some of the PAs, like if the PA is like a 125-pound guy, like that's fine. But if I'm like a 200-pound man right behind him, like perfectly capable of lifting this thing, like I'm just like, let me just let – me, let me grab this. And like, you know, it helps the day go by. Yeah. So like that's one of those things where like I'll sleep when I'm dead kind of mentality, which again <laughs> goes back to the burnout. Right. So uh, find the things for me like when I really like to let go. Where is it? Like I have right now like – also, BetterHelp.com. So therapy's great. Yes. But um, I put about a hundred hours into uh, Assassin's Creed uh, Ragnarok. Okay. And okay. it's not. I'm not sitting there just murdering things, but like I like puzzles and storylines. Like that's like I used to read it as a kid. That's like my book. Like she knows when my headphones are on. Give me an hour, two hours. I'm a whole new man. Like. Very nice. Very nice. You've worked with so many talented performers, both elite, established, and new to the industry. What do each of these groups offer that is something to look forward to when you are on set? Um, Let me see here. I was going to just give you a a figure here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So today would have been my 285th scene in about 25 months. (laughs) Um, I keep my auditing and everything. I run all my own financials. So I keep track of what I owe my agency fees. And I also keep track. I can show you out of those 280, I have like 281 of them. I know all the female talents I've worked with and the studios as well. Um, I don't have any kind of like way of, I don't like rate them or anything, but I will say that like, you're going to have people that have like, are so uncomfortable. Like they, they don't know the crew. They've never worked with you. They don't know anybody. They might've just signed with their agent. And like, you can almost see, I don't know. I used to be a general manager of a, of a bar slash restaurant. So it's like almost like a brand new server. Who's never served a table. You can smell it. Okay. Like you can yeah. feel it. <laughs> <laughs> like it's in the room. And like, that's where like ego goes down. My shoulders drop, eyebrows go up. And it's like, you know, what, what do you need? Like, uh, what do you like? And usually that's the do's and don'ts where I can really like you break the ice with people. And like, sometimes you walk on set with a pro to where like, you might not have met them, but it's like you, you already know them. So like, I've worked with girls like like hypothetically guys I've already talked to about her a billion times. Alex, who's done like almost maybe a thousand scenes. You walk on set, you high five. All right, let's, let's do this. What's the, what's the position. All right. And like, you're a team, like the people that have done it a billion times, you're like, let's like, what needs to get done? Let's do it. Right. Like in some of those girls that are like, almost like almost to the point where like, all right, we'll, let, let's get, let's get this job done. All right. And like, all right, shower, bam, let's get our checks and get the hell out of here. Right. Um, same thing though. It's like those people that, show up on set and either like the biggest thing I can say is care about what you're doing, whether you're nervous or not. I've had people that have a 13 page script that they got emailed to them the night before that they didn't even open it. And I can tell that that's the first time they looked at it. And I'm like, I know your lines and my lines. (laughs) (laughs) And then you like hear them fumble in and then it's like, no, no, you're the aggressor, not me. And then all of a sudden the director changes everything. And like, you have to be, Again, greasy shoulders, like you can't, you know, you can't let it affect your next at bat. An empathetic type A personality. I love it. Love it. All right. That's all you, 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 you keep it all right here and then you, you let it go on video games. Yeah, right. Yeah, there you go. 
a lot of established male talent begin to focus on creativity by getting behind the camera. Do you have any thoughts or aspirations to broaden your creativity by directing? Uh, I have my director living with me right now. Uh, we have talked a lot about the creative aspect. Um, Alex is great at script writing and directing. I feel like I am the financial logistical person that is like the man behind the curtain crunching numbers. And then I also want to be the male talent is I think the big thing. Um, I, again, I, with my mind set of just like put my head down to work, she's the one where it's like, wait, look at this backdrop. Let's change this. And my job is to be like, cool. How can I, like, how can I make it better? And I think that's a big thing, not only in relationships, but also work relationships, like know what you're good at, know what they're good at. And like, don't get in each other's way. <laughs> Cause like, if I wanted to be the one who was like, no, let's do the, nobody wins. It's <laughs> great advice truly for not only work, but relationships. You're exactly right. But do you have any career benchmarks or goals or is it just making your brand and being that trusted talent? Um, let me, let me answer it with this. We talked today about, uh, I forgot it was a celebrity and like getting bothered at like a restaurant or something like that. And I, like Alex's reaction and my reaction happened at the same time. And it was like, that would be great. And I was like, that would be a nightmare. And I was like, <laughs> so like, I, I want to be the guy who created Facebook and no one knows who the hell I am kind of a thing. I don't want to be the star athlete, you know? So my biggest aspiration is to just like be able to live a comfortable life with my partner. We want to eventually have children. Um, and then the biggest thing is like, I want to just be able to do what I I would love to springboard this into more of a fitness slash porn thing, which is kind of sounds silly, but like people I think don't put enough effort or like think it's way too hard to like put a focus on focus on health and us in the porn industry. Like it should be one of our main priorities. And like, I would love to somehow help porn stars either have a, a better, like, like triangle, like mental, like physical and like emotional health. Um, Cause Alex would be great as like a, a counselor too. So I feel like it's something I could eventually do, but I, honestly, like living with her and knowing how many things that she wants to do and she's, she's great at it. She's like a, a wind up toy that doesn't have like, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. So I'm like, Hey, if we have like three little rugrats bouncing around and the kitties and like the house, like I, I'll, I'll take care of this. Like, we'll let you work for a while. I can be a stay at home porn star dad. You know what I mean? And like, the stunt cock for like any kind of camming or like content. That sounds like a great life to me. <laughs> uh, yeah. That doesn't sound bad at all. Right <laughs> Now, because Alex has not really talked to you about being interviewed by me, you're probably not aware of this, but what I like to do with my interview guests is comb through their social media and ask them questions about certain posts that they have made. <laughs> are you willing to answer a couple of questions about recent posts? Yes, because I'm terrible at my social media and I don't post as much as I should. And Alex rides my cock about it constantly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amen to that. I oh. See, now for me, when it comes to that, it's me in my own head going, nobody cares. Yeah, and then when I see like the clicks after I post and the reactions, it's like, all right, let's <laughs> – you know, because then I, like even today, like I was posting on my story and I got people talking to me back and forth. And it, it's again, that's that mentality that I have is nobody wants to see me or hear me. Right. And then like you get those positive reactions and it's like, I can do this every day. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. What do you got? The first post I would like to ask you about. You wrote, when are you considered a porn star or what term do you prefer? And what are the quote unquote qualifications and uh, that kind of started a thread but what made you decide to start this thread ah uh, that was one again i wanted to have some engagement and i really wanted to see what everybody thought because i am one of those where I, I don't know if you can pick up on that where i still don't really consider myself like a porn star i consider myself a, a male performer and that's kind of what i was asking i was talking to her about it when we were driving back from la and i'm like what do you think? Cause then there's like the content people and there's the, the studio workers and you know, it's like, there's so many gray areas and that's kind of what we agreed upon to me and her. And she's like, I am a, uh, a female uh, performer uh, or a female actress as I like to call myself. Uh, 
uh, adult film actress, I think she said. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, I love that. I'm an adult film performer. Like, cause like porn star just sounds so like I'm up my own ass in a way. I don't know. It's, it's weird. Right. <laughs> I, I can get that. But I think if there's one marker for it, for me, it would have to be if you are recognized just kind of out in daily life. If someone comes up to you and goes, hey, wait a minute, aren't you? If you're that recognizable, that's a really good indication that you were probably that quote unquote porn star. I, I agree in the way of that term is it's a bit overused and it's a bit cliche, but yeah. for some people, it definitely holds true. I think that you're onto something there too. Like we, that's another thing that we talked upon again. Like what I meant by like on my own, if I call myself a porn oh. star, it's like calling myself a movie star, mm-hmm. but like, that's another thing too. Cause we had talked about a few females that we know who have never performed in a quote unquote adult film, but are 100% porn stars. And that's the whole concept where I feel like you do get to that level of recognition because you're even like playboy models in a way i wouldn't call them porn stars that's still like being naked but like having some kind of sexual act mm-hmm. on camera because even there's solo artists that are just cameras that i would consider porn stars like um the e-girl with uh like the pink one that was doing like someone i think she sold her bath water or something oh yeah like yeah she, that i'd say porn star and like never had really i think performed to the male only did camming only did solo you know and some people might say oh you're never taking a dick you're not a porn star and it's like if you're getting recognized, like you said, that's a good criteria, I think, for star. Yeah, yeah I how, how the public views you. Yes, yeah, especially like uh, there are certain people like Adriana Chechik who are recognized outside of the porn industry just because she's a gamer and yeah. she she has so many different avenues that people follow her through. She is definitely one I would put in that star placement, like Angela White, of course, but yeah. Yes. And I, I think uh, Adriana is a great example. Like Alex got to meet her, I think, uh, one of the expos and they talked about gaming for a while. And it was like something they're truly passionate about. And you can tell that like that's not shtick. Like she loves doing that. Yeah. And like that's something where me and Alex, like I don't care if I'm making a million or like a thousand dollars a year. Like as long as we're doing like something that we're like we're excited to do, you know, every day. And like kind of like you in a way, too. We have talked about the possibility of like the humanization of like uh, like performers and stuff like that, like some kind of content in a way, you know, because everybody like we watch a lot of Barstool Sports and they interviewed us a while back and like they're finding ways to engage with people that aren't necessarily like, you know, podcasts. It could be like a competition or like a, a ch- like the Brazzers house in a way. That's a cool way of like getting to know the porn stars, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we'll talk about an idea that I don't want anybody to steal after we're done with this interview. <laughs> <laughs> so the next post I would like to ask you about. You wrote, does anyone else cross the road or sidewalk when they notice they've been walking oh. behind someone for an extended period of time and you get nervous thinking that they are thinking you're following them? Or was that joint much stronger than anticipated? Now, I feel we might be related because I think this all the time and there is nothing worse than when you're like, okay, well, I'm going to cross the street and they do the same thing. You're like, oh, damn it. (laughs) Uh, So I was walking around LA and uh, I was walking, I think from a dispensary and it was the same thing where like, I'm kind of like speed walking on my phone and then like a couple blocks go by and I realize that I've been like keeping pace with someone almost like almost purposefully like a half a block pace the entire time. Mm-hmm. And like, I got like 11 size shoes and I was stoned. So my feet are flopping on the concrete. <laughs> so you can hear my big ass feet. So like, I kind of realized there's a few times the person was kind of almost looking over the shoulder and I'm like, uh, so I kind of crossed the street and like, I felt, and then I slowed down like significantly. And then I realized someone's behind me and I'm like, what if they're doing the same thing about me to them? And I'm like, I was too high. But like, <laughs> Yeah, it was a little girl too. It was like a little like like a like a like a hundred and like twenty pound like college student, and I'm just like this poor person. It's like the same thing with uh, like walking through a like a parking garage. I'm like, right. ah, I'm helpless. I swear, <laughs> I'm not a murderer. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I like that. I had to bring that one up just because. Uh, I got a lot of comments on that. And I got a lot of girls that were like, thank you for that. Thank you for that. And I'm like, and I even commented Chloe Capri, who we, 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 I, I lived with my agent for a while and she was in and out of there staying for days and we got close. Cause she's got that same kind of um, energy that I have. I love her personality. So she was saying something like, uh, 
Um, oh, I told him like in elevators too. If I happen to be in an elevator and a girl walks in, I'm like, I'm, I almost want to stare at the wall. Right. But that would be even weirder. It's like, okay, <laughs> I don't have autism. I just, I don't want to make you uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I never thought about that. Cause yeah, I, I always feel like I need to not be looking at people when I get in the elevator. Like there's, um, I think it's an insurance company ad where, you know, they don't want their people to turn into their parents too early. And this guy's trying to use the elevator correctly. And his coach is in there with him. And the guy is facing into the elevator basically looking at everybody oh. in there and it gives me anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> That's the uncomfortability because we went to an expo a few times and me and her are just sitting there kind of leaning against the wall, kind of looking at each other. We can just feel like three people just staring at us. And right. it's like, oh, it's burning my skin. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Your next post, my friend, you wrote, I have turf toe from work, double digit years of organized sports, six years competitive powerlifting, five years bodybuilding, and I get injured having sex. Now, just because of the workout that porn has become, I'm sure sex injuries happen, but how do you get turf toe? Because turf toe is no joke. Uh, I honestly, being a guy, I was in sports bars, like I said, bars and clubs managing them. And I'd always hear you'd see them a ticker like out for injury reserve for turf toe for like two weeks. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then again, I went to school for kinesiology. So when I finally learned what it was, like it's the articulation, the big joint of like the, the joint of the big toe. So that joint there, my mm-hmm. feet are filthy. Sorry. Um, that's for all your foot people out there. That's right. uh, so that joint, if you're like pushing off your toes, if you're like in missionary and like kind of trying to get some momentum or like even kind of any kind of movement or articulation of the foot, it kind of pushes off that ball of the foot really. Mm-hmm. So it's basically the ball of the foot like sprained. So I was in missionary and it was, I was kind of on a couch and I kind of, my, my toes were kind of gripping the ground to try to push off and get some momentum. Mm-hmm. And then I remember like I put all my weight on one of my feet to kind of like push off. And that's when your, your foot kind of bends like this and it went way too far of a bend. And that big toe, I just felt something kind of tweak. It's, it's been fucked up for like six months now. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. I just tweaked it again. Like six or what time is it right now? We were did a, we were doing this camp show. So we had this, like, if we get to this goal, we'll do oral. And it added up to, like, three minutes of me giving Alex oral. So I'm laying on my stomach, but I'm trying to, like, adjust. So I push off that toe. Right away, I felt it fucking pop again. So, like, Uh, yeah. uh, I fucked up my toe fucking. Yeah. (laughs) Now, has this been your only sex injury so far? Uh, So I have kind of an up-curved dick. Uh, Thank God. I'm going to knock on wood. Um, I've had a few close calls with like riding cause like it, the bend up and right. like, as they're coming back, like, so I've had a few like little issues with my dick bending, but little soreness, no issues there. Otherwise, no, thank God. Like no injuries. A lot of, uh, a lot of long days where like you feel like you might pull something like in your back or just like wear and tear on the body, mm-hmm. but again, mm-hmm. don't burn yourself out. Take those rest days. Yes, yes, exactly. Stretch before scenes. Right. The next tweet I would like to ask you about. You wrote, I forgot sometimes how long and thick my face fur can get. Beard or scruff, let me know in the comments. Now, I feel this because I usually have a beard of some sort. Are you someone that changes your look often? No. No. Uh, I used to shave off or trim down my mustache because I I keep this on my my beard somewhere between a two and a five on my trimmer for like fucking 15 years. Right. Um, but every now and then like Alex is fine with it, but my girlfriend before I have like a serial monogamous, I've had like three, three year relationships and I'm in like my fourth long relationship with like almost two years. And like one girl was big kissing, but my upper lip would always rub off her fucking lip. So she, I shaved this off most of the time. I looked like I was Amish. Right. Right. Um, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty bad when I look back on it now. <laughs> uh, but no, I was like, I, I was also talking to somebody about like how the, the mustaches are kind of in right now, like the hipstery mustaches. And I was, I was, I just had this, I was in my soapbox and I was just like, somebody was talking about it. And I'm like, everybody that can grow a beard can grow a mustache, but not everybody that can grow a mustache can grow a beard. 
I'm like, <laughs> Ooh, I don't, I don't know about that. And we're actually going to come to that in a second, but I wanted to ask another question along the same lines as the people that you have dated. What do you feel the women in the industry like, and what do they do if you're in a scene with them and they don't like the way it feels? See, I have had more people's like when I did grow this a little bit longer. I grew it out once uh, in the last two years to like, kind of like my Viking beard. Mm-hmm. And I had people, that's a love or hate. Like, I feel like they're going to love or hate it. 99% of the time, cleaned up, scruff, like not too long. You know, you don't want it too short either because I've had people complain about like the stubble, like right. rubbing off on the side of the leg or like, again, if if I shave my upper lip and I give it like two days to grow back, that's taken off a f- couple layers of skin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if I really go to town. I've even had girls like, she taught me this because my mustache, like, how to eat pussy to where like you're kind of poking your up li- upper lip up so your mustache isn't rubbing against the clit because oh, that's okay. just like a Brillo pad fucking spiking the clit. I got you. So, wow, that's one to listen to. Your, All right, listen to your ladies. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> now, in conjunction with this, you wrote uh, a few days prior. Can't wait for the mustache trend to be over again. Looking like a creepy uncle, and I take <laughs> I take that one to heart, uh, with that push broom on your face. Now, I do consider the shots fired because I grow one of the most epic mustaches the industry has ever seen. You said, you know, if you grow a mustache, you know, sometimes you can't grow a beard, but you can grow a beard without a mustache. I've seen some weak ass mustaches on beards i I don't know if i agree with that but what do you have against it i think a a a well-coiffed mustache is stunning Uh, there's just everybody that i've i've this is again in my personal life i was in bodybuilding for a while i keep in mind everybody i'm I'm 36 almost 37 only been in porn for two years so bodybuilding powerlifting like i have a lot of friends who's in like law enforcement back home I love a mustache. Don't get me wrong, but I have been associated with the ones that are like kind of the handlebar-y ones lately that are super popular. Okay. Like yeah. a lot of personalities that I don't mesh with <laughs> kind of have that that trend. Um, so I kind of like made it to my own little line in the sand, like beards against mustaches. <laughs> uh, I personally have a big upper lip. I'm the Tom Selleck style mustache. Same. Same. I have grown. You have. I can tell by your upper lip. You have the also the Western style mustache. I like to call them too, Correct. almost like the Fievel goes west like kind of style. <laughs> into that, very uh, like, very extra on Reno nine one one. Ah, okay, yes. Uh, I had a buddy, a bouncer, who was one of my best like uh, friends growing or kind of growing up through the college years. He kind of went with me. We were in a anyway one of my bars. He stayed with me for like four years, but he had the wax and he would turn it up. Okay. It was to the point where I was like, I don't know if you can pull that off. The girls loved it. And it was all about a personality thing. Like he was this laid back guy. He, he's like, he was kind of country. I was from, I'm from the Midwest. One day he comes into the bar. He's just chilling at the bar. He's like a half a beer in, you know, about 10 minutes. And he's like, Oh, pulls a, a, a baby snapping turtle out of his pocket that he just has like had rescued. Like when he was, he's a blue collar guy. It is the bar, now that's chilling on the bar, eating like a cherry tomato that I got out of the kitchen. Like, so I don't know. There's certain personalities I don't mesh up with, and sometimes that douchebaggy mentality I think or goes with sometimes that mustache. So I can't disagree with you. I'm not gonna lie, but yeah, uh, yeah, ooh, yeah. It's there are definitely certain. It does come with a certain energy. I, I can yeah. definitely agree with that. Now we are in the fall of 2023. What does the rest of the year and beyond? hold for you is it continued camming studio shoots content shoots are you going to do any conventions or award shows as that season starts to ramp up what do you have going on well the you know that big sphere thing that they're making in las vegas yeah. the, like LED sphere we have tickets for the opening day uh that's coming up in about two weeks nice. uh so i'm stoked about that we get to see the the almost like planet earth style documentary on the inside because i'm kind of a nerd and i'm like a uh, i love movies so um i'm into that whole like concept of having that be like the next step in like imax style uh, like theater um but otherwise again us being in vegas um we have right now a few plans to do a thanksgiving with my family here in the city and like kind of have like a nice going out around the town um uh f1's coming to town super bowl's coming to town 
Um, so we do have a lot coming into the city. Um, so really the biggest thing besides like kind of staying the fuck away from the strip because of all that stuff going on. <laughs> right. Uh, we we're going to be traveling a lot for like going to see family for the holidays and, uh, kind of living the domestic life. Um, and on top of that, uh, you know, we're keeping our calendar open for studio work, uh, two to three weeks out of the month. And then we have some fun stuff that we want to do for like Halloween themed content. Um, I don't know if you know Mortal Kombat characters, but, uh, She's got that long black hair and she's got the longer legs. There's like six characters she could fucking be like that. Right. Uh, but with my bald head, we were talking about doing like uh, Baraka yeah. uh, with the big mouth um, and doing some fun. Like I want to do uh, Hitman um, for another video game style uh, cosplay. Uh, and then we did one recently, uh, Kim Possible and Shigo. Okay. And Alex, wah, and Shigo, mm. and so <laughs> that dark lipstick, fucking great yeah uh so no it's it's i don't know man like we're one of those people that like small bursts we got this party on saturday that we're going to for uh like the industry we just got we just did the um uh what was it the porn crush party in la and like we're the kind of people that we show up like half an hour after the party starts and we leave three hours before it ends like we gotta go feed the cats i'm sorry (laughs) reality was like an automatic feeder so no we love our boring little life and um yeah that's pretty much it yeah, when I do like the AVN week, usually after like the first two days, I'm kind of done. Like I want to eat and hang out with some friends and then go to my hotel room and just chill. Like it gets it gets too much. I'm like 30% hearing I have in my left ear. I've had like two surgeries from like damage to my eardrum. So uh, J-Mac and his uh, director, like Dami, his camera guy, was at the Miami AVNs. And I guess they were like two tables away from me just yelling my name to get my attention. And like, I don't know if it's a protective thing where I'm like tunnel vision and I'm like, where's the threat? Where's the door? What do I do? Like, so she, I used to love crowds. Again, like the college bar was like 500 people a night. And I don't know if it's like I, those years are over. We went to Universal, I think about a year ago. And I just felt myself kind of getting like, not nervous, but I was like, like big crowds I fucking hate sometimes. So yeah, <laughs> I'm like, like a caged animal. Yeah. And especially when you go to a large adult convention, because the music is loud, the energy is high, people are bouncing off each other. And there is that point where you're just like, if another person touches me, yes. <laughs> shit's going to go down. <laughs> she is so crazy. Like she does like, she's only supposed to do four hours at a table. And next thing you know, I'll call her and she's like, oh, I did like 10 hours at the table. I love and she loves it. Yeah. Like she charges her battery, and then she's like talking to me, like, <laughs> and I'm like, "This is this, you are meant for this. Like, I will carry your bag. I will park <laughs> the car. I will change the diapers. Like, um, but no, I mean, like, we go out and about too. Like, she wears her porn up jacket, and she gets noticed to get them out. And like, I'm like, I'll, I'll hold the purse. Like, go take the photos. Mm-hmm. And I had a, one of the buddies of the buddy who was getting a photo taken. I was like, "Does this bother you at all?" And I'm like. Motherfucker, we live together. She's coming home with me. Like, I won't. No, I hope it's not graphic for your viewers, but like, she woke me up with a little how to do this morning. And like, no, this is fine. Like, this pays our fucking mortgage. So, like, we're good. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, that's the one thing I can say about guys out there, too. There are so many talented female, like, content creators out there that are looking for a very nice gentleman with an average size penis to just, like, do all their content. So find that out there and be that guy. <laughs> that's right. Damn it. That's that's my calling card. Except where you say that, uh, you know, your 20s in the body and 30s in the face. I'm like 50s in the face and 80s in the body. But I'm still <laughs> I'm still trying to, to work my game. I swear. I've, uh, my uh, my friend always says, what does it say? It looks like, like a melted candle or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I... <laughs> <laughs> I, I look like uh, a couple gallons of cottage cheese in a burlap sack. It's not. Uh, I'm, I'm a ginger, so that doesn't look good to start. Like, oh, goodness. Oh, actually, Alex told me that because I was looking a little red today because I'm German Irish skin and I got some sun today. She's like, blue and blue purple will offset your red tones in your face. And I'm like, oh, thanks, babe. I appreciate that. So keep that in mind next time. Yes. This, this head picks up a lot of red. That's right. <laughs> I just wear a poncho outside i i uh, give up i can hear my skin out in this vegas heat too oh i can't even imagine 
can't imagine. Yeah, she's she got a little bit of Native American in her too, so like she will never burn, which just kind of pisses me off. Like the next day, I just I burn and then I I peel and I turn white again, and she's like, "Oh, look at my lovely bronze color." <laughs> You're like, "Go to hell." <laughs> The kids are going to have nice asses and be hopefully her skin tone. That's for sure. <laughs> this is the house that asses built. Oh, we, both, we both get complimented a lot about our butts. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. You are an absolute right. I love your energy. I love the reputation that you do have in the industry. I was looking for it, and I couldn't find it. Uh, a person that uh, within like the last three or four months, I interviewed them, and they had put out a tweet that said – uh, thank you very much to Danny Steele and Alex Cole for the way you made them feel on set. Oh. And uh, I wish I could remember who it was, but when I read that, I'm like, damn it, that is what the industry needs more of, is the people in the industry showing empathy and being there for other people and being that caring person. And I love that about you guys, and I, I really appreciate that about you. I know that you will do with this industry what you want and what, however far you want to go, you're going to get there because you are that type of person and you put out that type of content. I am absolutely thrilled that you were on the show. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me too. Honestly, I don't know if you can tell, but I love to talk. So this is uh, definitely love to be on. Alex speak very highly of you. So, I mean, I was very happy to come on. This is only like my third or fourth interview I've ever done as uh, Mr. Danny Steele. Oh, very nice. And hopefully <laughs> I will be able to have the aforementioned Danny Steele on again sometime down the road. I'd love that. So we uh, we got a few things coming up, like you said, AVNs we had mentioned. So uh, fingers crossed. Um, I... I Let's just see how this award season goes. But next time we come around, I might have I have some hardware sitting behind me. So fingers crossed. So oh, we'll see. That is without <laughs> a doubt that you will have some hardware sitting behind you. But thank you again so much for being on. Before I let you go one more time, can you please tell everybody where they could find you online and on social media? Great. So right now at on Twitter, OnlyFans uh, and Chatterbait, it's Danny Steele XXX. And then I'm also on many vids. Uh, but one of the biggest ways to find me or best ways is going to be all my links dot com forward slash Danny Steele, D-A-N-N-Y-S-T-E-E-L-E. So there is three E's. Very nice. So once again, thank you so much for being on the show. And hopefully I will be able to see you at a convention somewhere down the road, shake your hand and uh, take some pictures with you and kind of do a, 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 a depressing before and after. <laughs> I love that. I will, like, like I said, you got to throw something at me because I'm deaf. So, I mean, you're going to have to, like, shake me and make sure I get your, you get my attention. Okay, but. I will absolutely do that. <laughs> um.